Welcome to this week's Gig News, your go-to podcast covering the latest news, trends, and viral posts from the delivery and rideshare sectors of the gig economy. Now, let's turn it over to your hosts, professional gig workers Chad, the gig economist, and Hannibal is hungry. Hey, welcome to this week's Gig News. I'm Chad, the gig economist. He's Hannibal is hungry. In case you didn't catch that on the intro, what's up, man? <laughs> what's going on, Chad? It's been a it's been a minute. It's been a yeah. while. How you're doing? You know, the last two weeks I've been doing Instacart full time, and not the week that just passed, but the week before that I was I did like one of the best weeks I ever had on Instacart, and the week that just passed was pretty good. I, I will say. So I'm curious to see how this week coming up. So I originally I was going to do an experiment of just Monday through Friday, nine to five, nine to six ish, just to see if Instacart was totally dead. Like I was all ready to go out there and just sit like for eight hours and do like two seven dollar batches a day, and it's totally surprised me. It's actually really good. Um, but I am going like anywhere from like five to like thirty minutes before even seeing a batch in the queue. But when I do see something in there, it's actually pretty high paying. So nice, nice. Oh, by the way, this is. I'm drinking Southern Tier Pum King. This is one of my all-time favorite pumpkin beers and beers. And I meant to buy this a few weeks ago when Steve was on the show and we were doing our top five pumpkin products. I've I've heard about the pumpkin. I have heard about that uh, beer. Yeah, very popular. You should be able to get this at like any beer store around you. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty popular. Southern Tier, they're out of, um, I think it's Lakewood. It's like way, way, way out west by uh, Buffalo. Trying to see where. Yeah, Lakewood, New York. So, how's your week going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Is you know not nothing necessarily new has happened, but in terms of uh, you know orders I receive has been pretty decent. Nothing too crazy. Uh, a lot of stuff going on in I guess in the gig industry or the community. Mm-hmm. But in terms of just uh, making money for myself, it's been a pretty solid week. I can't complain. Hey, Gary's here. John's here. What's up, guys? So are, you've been doing uh, food delivery again or Instacart? Oh, no, no. Food delivery. Mm-hmm. I don't do the shopping apps because of it's my personal reasons of the my market where it's just faster to make money delivering food mm-hmm. than to shop. But uh you know, I'm a definitely Instacart's customer, as we already talked about before. But uh, yeah, shopping apps are not for me. But you know, I have them all. I have them anyway, just in case. You know. Mm-hmm. By the way, before we continue, I should let everybody know that I I don't know what happened. I did some you know Windows update today, and ever since my computer has been randomly restarting and blue screening, which those patches are meant to prevent. Um. Which is timely because we have a story about Microsoft that we'll get to later in the show. But uh, so if this stream just randomly just goes to black or closes or whatever, that's probably like my computer just crashed and uh, we might have to we might have to record this offline. But hopefully, hopefully, we can get through it. It's actually a fairly short, um, or I should say, a fairly light news week this week. There's only a few hardcore <laughs> hardcore stories, and the rest of it is. <laughs> kind of funny and fluff or whatever you want to call it by the way john mccallion says are you still hungover from your birthday weekend well <laughs> uh, <no. laughs> 
<laughs> no, no. I mean, I'm pretty tired, but uh, for other reasons. But uh, no, well, when you get older, well, I know I can't speak for Chad. He see, he seemed like he likes to drink his beers. You tend to take it easy. You kind of realize when it's like, hey, I drink too much. Take it, take it. You know, when you're 20, you just think you're invincible. I but uh, yeah, definitely don't have like a hunger. I'm just tired. Me a yeah. nap and I'll be fine. Well, you know what? I've, I've actually cut back on drinking. I used to drink seven days a week. And now I'm down mm. to three, and I'm hopefully get it down to two, and maybe eventually one. You know, maybe like this will be my only drink of the week. Yeah. You know. But before we get into it, the idea of drinking, like having a drink, like a drink with dinner or a drink with a meal, I don't mm. think that's a big deal. It depends on your frequency or how much <laughs> alcohol yeah. you having every day. Yeah, I mean. I could definitely suck down like a PBR with dinner every night if I had to, but yeah, that's like last night I had, I don't know if you saw on Instagram or actually I think it's, I think it goes on Twitter, but so I had this beer with a uh, pork tenderloin and Southwest uh, corn and beans and it was really good. Yeah, but it's also, good. it's also really good as its own, as like a dessert beer. Cause it literally tastes like pumpkin pie. Mm. All right. Enough banter. Let's get into the news. If I could share my screen here. All right. So Instacart shoppers will stage nationwide strike. This is from vice.com. This is kind of old by now, but <laughs> uh, so on October 16th, a group of Instacart gig workers will log off the grocery delivery app until the company agrees to a series of demands that result in higher pay. Now, I'm just going to get to the bullet points. So this is their their list of demands. It's five things. Base pay for each order instead of the current system, which pays workers as low as $7 for batches up to three orders. A return to commission-based pay model. Instacart previously paid shoppers $0.40 cents per item. Reinstatement of the 10%. Default tip is currently 5%. Occupational death benefits for workers who die on the job. And a rating system that doesn't punish workers for low customer ratings that are beyond their control, such as inventory issues at the store. Um, it goes on, but I just kind of wanted to go down the the five main points here. I mean, when you ask for more money, like that's like pretty much a non-starter right there. So like base pay, like you want to get paid by order instead of by batch. I can't imagine they're going to go for that. Return to commission base pay. Yeah, that's... I can't. That's never going to happen. Mm. Reinstatement, ten percent default tip. I I would agree with this, and it doesn't cost Instacart any money because all they have to do is just tweak the code a little. But the only reason I think that they don't do this is <clears throat> so, like, if you're if I'm seeing it from like a customer's point of view, is especially if there are a, a return repeat customer who doesn't pay much attention to the app. happen all right wait. screen i'm still here i don't know my screen went black but i'm still here okay wait now wait it? now you're moving i think you're moving a little bit no you're not oh you're moving now you're good okay yeah it's saying connection is okay i'm not i'm not on wi-fi i'm, I'm on ethernet but anyway so yeah um i could see that the 10 percent default tip would be great but i think the reason that they don't do it is because uh customers they see that as like they're already paying like so much, you know, so many customers are like such cheapskates to like even the 5%. 
um, is asking a lot. And the rating system thing, that's, well, they said that, you know, things that are beyond your control aren't, are supposed to be forgiven, but so I don't know why they're asking for that. I have my own, I came up with a list of five things that they should be asking for, but, you know, I'll let you, uh, I'll let you riff now. All right. Yeah. So like what you said, it's going to be really difficult for a lot of these things to happen just on the base of Instacart where the rumors are being spread around that they're looking to sell. So the idea they're looking to sell, they're not going to spend a lot of their resources trying to make the prop the company less profitable. Cause when you're trying to sell, you're trying to make it as profitable as possible. So a lot of the things that they may be asking may not be something that Instacart is going to do. Um, I have no problem with people asking for things like when you're negotiating, even if you're a business owner, employee gig worker that you should always try to find a way to, to make more money so you know I, it, you know in the community is back and forth you got one sign saying strikes are useless is bad don't bother then you got the other side saying let's go after this try to figure out what we can get and it's, it's always still based on an individual decision if instacart isn't giving you what you need to make money then you need to stop if enough people are more knowledgeable about your worth, like the worth of you know what the work you provide, and not use the app, you're helping the cause of Gig Workers Collective. They're trying to say, hey, listen, people are not using this app because it sucks, about you know whatever. So if we all take ourselves a value, like we really care about how much money we're making, and Instacart just gives you crap every single day, then don't use the app. You're helping the cause anyway. Um, but in terms of like high base wage like none of these companies are doing that they have too many that's too much labor to do why why would they uh do that but i don't have a problem with people ask for more money i mean i want more money i'm sure you want more money you know what i mean like you know whether you get it or not is the problem well you know it reminds me of remember a few months ago when decline now was a big thing with doordash and like i remember bentley coop actually made a video he's like yeah i want ten dollar base pay too or like whatever their demands were he's like yeah i want that too but we got to be realistic here. You got to ask for realistic things. So, uh, like, we're kind of. I, I I would have to bring up that that video, but um, you know, uh, I, he made a good point there. You know, you know, we need we have a a third. We have another commenter on the line. Let's <laughs> let's go to uh, Roy. Will be Roy to see what he thinks on this. Your strike is going to do absolutely jack shit. <laughs> your strike is going to do absolutely jack shit <laughs> it's funny i was actually i i don't know like i posted on instagram and it kept playing on a loop and i was just like dying laughing because it's so funny but yeah shout out to roy will be roy check him out if you're not watching him um he does not hold his tongue at all whatever's on his mind is what he says but um anyway remember yeah. i said i had my own List of things they should be asking. I'm All right, gonna, let's, I'm, I'm, let's hear. I'm gonna it. run these by you. Let, let me know what you think. They're okay. in no particular order. All right, so I just put five things. Number one, fix the app. It is entirely too buggy and unstable. Since you don't really do Instacart, you probably aren't familiar with this. But um, I have a video that I sh- I did a screen recording on my on my screen the other day, and I'm trying to start a batch, and it keeps kicking me out. Like I log back in, I go to start the batch, kicks me out. It does this for like three minutes in a row. The problem is it as is, bad as DoorDash? Oh, it's the worse. DoorDash app is pretty bad. Oh, so no, it's, worse it, it, yeah, it's worse right now. Um, hmm. I just need to 
Because like when you log in with Instacart, you log in with your phone number, and I need to figure out how to censor that because I don't want to put my phone number out for the world to see. But right. Um, all right, so number two, a two-way writing system. That's something that wouldn't cost Instacart money. We should be able to write the customers. Uber and Lyft drivers can write the riders. Why can't we write the customers? Number three, call the herd. There is no need for 500,000 shoppers. Maybe 100,000. Maybe. I mean, they hired that many people a year and a half ago when COVID hit and everybody was staying home and they were ordering groceries. So that time has passed. We don't need – and those a lot of those people are still hanging around. So there's – I don't know what the legality of that is, but, I mean, that's – if they can do that, I mean, that's something that would save Instacart tons of money. So Yeah. Number four. Number four. What's number four? Oh, he's kind of just stuck. Wait, hey, hey, he's back. <laughs> I don't know why it says connection is unstable if you're on Wi-Fi. I'm not on Wi-Fi. I'm plugged in, but all right. Okay, can you hear ahead. me? Yeah, I can right. hear you now. Um, and ah, he froze again. He'll put, he'll pop back up. There you go. Why? Why is my connection? I don't know what's going on. All right. What was the last thing you heard? We 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 didn't get to we didn't get to the next one. You didn't hear number five? No. I said purge the bots. Okay, so purge the bots. So the first one is fix the app. The next one is have a. Was it two way system? Uh, the third one. I think I missed. I think I missed the third one. Was, wait, he's not moving. And I think he is out. All right, let's see if he gets get his uh get his internet. Oh, I think his computer fixed. Oh, there he goes. He's back. Oh, thanks, John. Yeah, I did not. Uh, yeah, less <laughs> less drivers. I mean, since we're still on, I'll I'll talk until Chad gets his uh computer fixed. I think those are pretty reasonable uh reasonable demands, if you want to call it. I think I think less drivers is not going to happen because I think most of us do quit. Like majority of us do not do this for very long. Oh, there you back, Chad. Yeah, whatever you were just saying. Um... Probably it didn't get picked up because my screen was all black. So, oh, okay. Um, but uh, you definitely should make a video about the your five. Uh, we call yeah, them demands, recommendations. I don't know what you would call yeah. that. I know demands just seem very aggressive, but I think you know, like you know, less drivers is not going to happen because you know, just like all these other companies, they want to flood the market. But fixing the app is should be number one priority of all these voice mm. uh, situations. Like having a Having a buggy app when you are trying to make money when you have when you have uh, an order and currently and you can't or you can't get on like that's the most frustrating thing. Oh, um, uh, John thinks you well. You, I'm sure you already restarted your PC already. I'm assuming. Yeah, it's not. I think it's um my uh, router. It keeps switching to Wi-Fi. I have no idea why. No. It's uh, it's something with StreamYard. This thing just eats up 
No, I did not do you any favors with that froze face. Let me see if I can re uh, recreate it. Huh. Huh. Uh, something like that. <laughs> John. <laughs> this week's gig news <laughs> sucks. <laughs> Why is that so funny? All right. Hopefully Chad gets his computer fixed. I don't know if, if we're going to be able to continue on. We may have to do like a redo of the show. Um, but it's funny. I think like you, your real your real gig workers they do not like striking. Striking is something, or I don't know if you call it strike, day of rest, whatever you want to call it. It just does not work with like your real. Oh, he's gone. All right, we're just we're gonna keep it moving. Your real like hardcore gig uh, drivers, gig workers, people who have been here more than just uh, you know, a year. They're like, don't strike, don't waste your time. Let's. Just, Go get your money. Go figure out other things. But I still think there's a, a a sense of even if you do not use Instacart, right? If you don't, if you had it and you, it was like it was a terrible experience, you're not making any money. You should still express your frustration to Instacart, to the company, sometimes to the press, to each other. Like we should let everyone know, hey, listen, Instacart is, is effing up, and we should either not use it, or you know, again, it's all market specific, but. I have a problem with people saying, you know, it, we should fight for certain things. And when you try to negotiate, you do want to just say the most outrageous, the, the thing that you want the most, right? Like I want $10 base pay. So if they, if they say, well, that's ridiculous. We'll do, you'll give you five. You'll take it. Right. But uh, I don't know. It's, it's a very interesting situation. Uh, the, the, actually the, when, when is it? It's the, on a Saturday. October 16th, a Saturday. I do not do a lot of shopping apps. Shopping apps, I think why people get more frustrated if you are a shopper, it takes a lot of effort to go to a grocery store, try to communicate with the, with the customer. The customer doesn't communicate. Then you're going to uh, grocery stores where certain products are no longer available. We have supply shortage issues where you got to try to substitute. And then you do all that and they don't tip or just not worth the money. And, that's why it's real difficult. You know, I always um that's a good that's a good point too, John. That's another one he uh Chasha added. Triple batches, I would never ever pick up a triple batch. I remember doing double batches and it, it was a very, very frustrating and sometimes could be overwhelming because you gotta separate the products, separate the stuff. And I still think, in my opinion, you should always tip your Instacart driver probably even more, or at least definitely get that 20%. You gotta to, uh, tip your driver 20% to do Instacart because it's a lot of effort to do all that crap that we don't want to do. That's why I like being lazy. I don't like do I don't like doing grocery shopping. Um, every once in a while, if I feel like it, I'll go out and I'll do the grocery shopping thing. But in terms of doing uh, doing it every day as a as a shopper, that's a lot of that's a lot of work. It's just a lot of work. I just don't. I just don't. Oh, there you goes. Mm. You're back. Yeah, I have no idea if what you were saying was going to YouTube because I would assume it goes through me first, but hey, Steve from my chair rodeos here. What's up y'all? What up Hannibal? Yeah. Steve, uh, if you want to uh, join, uh, I sent you the StreamYard link. Cause we were going to talk about the, uh, the UC Berkeley study about, um, the Massachusetts bill. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we were just going, 
if you want to go just to read your five again, mm-hmm. uh, just to see, you know. My five or their five? Uh, your five, actually. All right. So number one, fix the app. Number two, a two-way rating system. Number three, call the herd. Number four, stop hiring anyone with a pulse. <laughs> number five, purge the bots. I mean, I could probably like a top ten list if I had to, but those are. I'm assuming they don't. They don't do a two-way rating system because they realize that it doesn't matter what you rate this person. Instacart wants their money, so it's not going to do anything. But I still think it's important to have. Um, and I think someone, uh, John, put a good point. Triple batches. What's your thoughts on them? Should they even be allowed? They say double batches sounds doable. But triple. No, I do triple batches all the time. It's, uh, I actually did a bunch the last few weeks. It's just, I, I'll have to make a, a training video about it sometime. But is it worth the money? Is is it triple batches? Be. Is it just another tactic that Instacart uses to try to get those uh, no tip orders out? They yeah, I mean they definitely do because they I there is like this one person that lives in a gated community on the on the west side of town, really rich community, and they always she never tips anything. Doesn't matter what store, doesn't matter how if it's one item or a hundred, she never tips. And but they'll sneak it in with a another one or two orders so that it um it looks like the batch is you know, uh, a good a good value by itself. So, I mean, if you end up getting a tip of the door, which you don't with this particular person, but um, yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I've been doing a lot of triple batches lately, and the, just the key is to um, usually, depending on how big they are, like I always look at the items first to see like literally how big they are or like how many items they have. And what I'll do is I'll take like, you know, the, the hand shopping basket, if it's three orders and it's only like 10 items per person, I put like one in the main shopping cart area and then the other one I'll put like underneath where I'll attach the child straps. And so it's like, you know, A is the main basket, B is the, the basket inside the basket, and then C is the one underneath or whatever. Yeah. Hey, Kim is here. Yeah, you definitely want to you know, put put a little tutorial there. But yeah, I, I like your... I like your uh... I like your five. You should definitely do a full, just do a separate video on that. I think, mm-hmm. I think at this point we're, I think a lot of people are frustrated. We're looking for a solution. We're trying to look for different ways of going about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it is simple. It's a very simple thing. Say, Hey, if you don't, if you can't, if it's not working, stop doing it. Uh, but I think we have everyone heard that already. So it's like, okay, so what else is, what other solutions that some people have? So I think it's a good idea though. Yeah. And they mention uh, Jen on the go in this Vice article. <laughs> uh, shoppers, uh, you know what's funny is somewhere. Let's see, here it is. The channel started off as a guide to earning money on Instacart and has more recently become focused on Instacart shoppers' grievances. Jen asked to be identified by her first name only because she feared retaliation. First of all, I think she has revealed her last name. Second of all. Uh, it isn't recent. It's more like she started off as a guide to earning money on Instacart, and then after like a few weeks, <laughs> went to Instacart shoppers' grievances. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, uh, I mean, we could go off on a whole separate tangent if we start talking about her. I noticed that Tanner has gotten on the uh, 
Jen bashing bandwagon or whatever you want to call it. So, well, I guess I guess his last video. Well, maybe we're gonna talk about Tanner. His last video. It may seem like it was this is her idea. <laughs> it may seem like she started the the thing. I guess the the strike you want to call it. And I don't. I don't think that's necessarily true. Um, she definitely supports it. Um, but let me ask you a question. Okay. Do you think that Instacart, if if all the deactivations of all of Instacart, of all the, or you think majority of them are fair or, or unfair? Mm, probably. I don't know. I mean, I don't have access to the the data. Yeah. If you had and, a guess, if you had a guess, yeah. I would say you know they probably actually are fair. You know, because mm. the like it's. It's the uh, sample size or squeaky wheel getting the grease type thing of just yeah, yeah. because if you're in a Facebook group and you know you keep seeing like people every day saying this, but like you got to realize that like they're first of all that the that's just the nature of the game is that people complain so they're going to Facebook groups people you know misery loves company so mm-hmm. they're gonna go to Facebook and Reddit groups to complain and but you don't but you what what you got to think of is Actually, I should let me grab this. Hang on. All right. As, as, as long as you're not, your, your computer's not frozen. You're good. <laughs> Economics in One Lesson by Henry Hazlitt. Mm-hmm. This, you can, if you Google this, you can download a free PDF of it. But um, one of the, it's called The Broken Window Fallacy, Chapter 2. Um, so like the broken window fallacy is like if a kid throws a, a rock through a bakery window or whatever, the, then economic, uh, you know, like Paul Krugman, he's a, uh, he writes for the New York times. I think, um, there's very leftist type, uh, economists and they say, Oh, it's good because now they get to spend money on getting a new window. So that money goes to the window people, but what he says in this book is that what you don't what that's only what you see what you don't see is that where where could the money have gone otherwise like the money he had to spend on a window like he could have invested that in something that would uh you know help make money or whatever mm. so like that's kind of like my point is that it's what you don't see but that nobody ever thinks about you know so um it's funny I'm actually I'm giving this book to my nephew he just started college I'm giving this to him his birthday's coming up I said and he's very not left. And I said, "Hey, you want to win arguments with leftists? Read this book." <laughs> so. I, I, you know, going back to the point of uh, deactivations, I, 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 I do agree that uh, when someone is deactivated, like you said, they want to go on a form. And I kind of remember just the times of going back to W two work where someone got fired. Usually, and it's un, you know it's unfortunate that a lot of times when someone gets fired, they will portray the reasons why they've been fired as they're the victim. Even though if you know the real story, you probably realize that that person was probably they did enough to get let go. But, uh, but you know, when someone's complaining, you kind of want to be on their side. You kind of just emphasize, you know, empathize with them. But, uh, yeah, you're right. Definitely right about the deactivations. When someone talks about it online, it could be very skewed and biased towards, you know, them being a victim. And kind of going back to what you're saying is – and, uh, you know, I've made a video about this a while ago, like February or something, about how you can avoid being deactivated by taking a picture at every drop-off with that timestamp time stamp camera app. Yeah. And I've been doing that for like a year, over a year. And I, I, I was doing that last week, and 
I was like, you know, I've never once had a customer say that they didn't get their stuff that, you know, even though I delivered it. I was like, do I really need to do this? And I thought, like, I should stop doing it. But I'm like, you know what? This only takes literally, like, two seconds to do. And I keep a folder on my computer of, like, I have – I'm not going to show it to you now, but I could show you, like, hundreds or thousands of deliveries with the, the date, time, address, all that stuff of all these deliveries that I've done that, you know, they all went fine. So it's like, yeah, the Instacart, that kind of stuff is, you know, when customers lie. And it's not just Instacart. I mean, they do it on – all the food delivery apps, even rideshare riders, you know, um, customers just make up stuff because they're just trying to get free rides or whatever. Um, you know, you have to protect yourself. And it's, I mean, it sucks that you have to do that, but I mean, that's just, it's just life, you know? I mean, that's why you have insurance, you know, things yeah, like that. Yeah, so definitely. So gig life girl is here. Hey guys, side gig life. You guys have, I thought Side Gig Life and Gig Life Girl, they have very similar uh, avatars or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) How long should we keep stamp time picks? I would say at least two weeks. Um, But, I mean, I have mine going back over a year. I mean, if you have terabytes of data free, I don't really see any reason to delete them. So, all right, we've been going a half hour. We're still in the first story. Let's move on here. You got it. All right, so this is the second big story of the week. UC Berkeley finds gig workers could earn $4.82 per hour if Massachusetts ballot proposal passes. Um, So I'm just going to read this real quick. So a coalition of app-based delivery and ride-hail companies like Uber, Lyft, and DoorDash (laughs) recently filed a ballot proposition in Massachusetts to continue classifying gig company workers as independent contractors rather than employees. If the measure makes it to the November 22... Uh, uh, November 2022. I thought it was this November. All right, so they got a, a year on this. Drivers could have earning as little as a quarter of the minimum wage, according to a University of California Berkeley study published on Wednesday. Now, um, I, I was showing Hannibal this ar- other article. This is from bostonmagazine.com, what you need to know about the gig worker ballot question. And I, I'll, I'll put a link in the description on this. I think, we, I think me and Tanner were going to talk about this last week. We just never got around to it. So this is just basically an FAQ of what it is. And like it says, it's a similar ballot question to Prop 22. And there's another, um, it's called Mass Bill uh, 1234, I believe, which is basically Massachusetts version of AB5, which what this uh, ballot question is intended to be a response to. And this is from Massachusetts Coalition for Independent Work, which is basically the anti-GWC. Drivers react to special interest propaganda push on ballot question. And this is their response to the the report that we just read. And it said it's misleading propaganda in California. And, you know, the the... the the organizer, Michael Reich, has spoken at labor rallies and has objectively called the question close ties to organized labor, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, um, I mean, we could spend like an hour. Oh, here we go. Steve said, Mass H1234. Yeah, House Bill 1234. Um, so it's funny. You know, aside from Jen of the Go, I can't think of another gig tuber in Massachusetts. Yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah. Um, I would, I would, I would like to know more about uh, people in that area and what they actually are interested in, if they're interested in this or not. But it looks like they're going to probably get this passed. It looks like these companies are going to do the same thing they did in California, spend a whole lot of money advertising something that is probably going to get passed. It's just like they, get, they have the money. And anyone who goes against them, I think even their Prop 22, I think they spent, what, $200 million. Uh, the opposition was only able to, you know, raise a small fraction of that. So this is probably going to pass. And um, I think we should really figure out, even with California, get like a poll or get some information. From people I talk to about Prop 22, they all seem to like it. But it was only a small sample size. So like, Chad, do you know enough people in California? Do they like Prop 22 as uh, for gig work? Yeah, it seems like John McCallion's in the chat there. He can talk about it. He's in L.A. But it seems like, you know, the vast majority of gig workers want to be independent. They don't want to be employees. I mean, the like the Prop 22 and this one in Massachusetts, they have like a – it's basically like a minimum wage. And it's talking about – it's uh, about active time or engaged time. Right. Uh, I can bring this up here. But uh, so it's like – I don't know. I'd have to – we need like a lawyer – to like explain some of this stuff to us because <laughs> I spent the last hour like reading up on this and like I and like even when you're reading like from TechCrunch or even CNBC or something like you're still getting a layman's like one layman is trying to explain it to another layman you know yeah and if you're not and a lawyer and, and their narrative is yeah. screw, screw like they they they're shaping a narrative so a lot of lawyers like some lawyers are you know either pro worker or pro like it's difficult to find uh, someone who can kind of just say exactly what's going on mm-hmm. oh that's a good point for john it. yep mm-hmm. side geek life said i think most people like prop 22 yeah um yeah i mean i hope it passes although i mean it shouldn't have to because if massachusetts would just stop with their house bill one two three four to begin with and just let it the free market work you know, work itself out. Um, our, uh, Steve said, problem is platforms aren't living up to Prop 22. If they were, it'd be all right. Mm. Yeah, he's... Mm. Uh, check out Red Chair Audio Podcast. He's, he's uh, gone into depth about this. So, John said, uh, Prop 22 is the perfect balance between being an independent contractor and an employee. All right, well, I mean, that's that's... I'll take your word for it. I'm not in California, so I can't really... I don't have any frame of reference, but... Yeah, um, I'm sure something like this is going to happen in New York soon. I mean, it looks like it's hitting California, Boston, the real big blue states. I'm sure there's going to be something because I think what DoorDash and all these companies are trying to do is get ahead of all the, the whatever that's going to. They know it's coming down the pike where these lawmakers are going to try to force them to do things they don't want to do. So they're like, all right, let's get ahead of this thing. Let's group together. Let's just make a bunch of props. And go to the big, the big money making states, blue states especially, and pass this stuff so we're ahead of the curve. Hang on, we got a. Uh... No, I got it. We got a uh, spam bot in the comments. Man, I got ads all over my phone. Come on, man. Chad, right. you're you're you back in? Okay. Yeah, I was always here. I just didn't have myself on screen. All right. 
<laughs> These fan bots crack me up. It's like, really? Somebody's wasting their time programming that? All right, whatever. All right, so let's move on. All right, so here's something funny for a change. And this is actually this is this made national news, but it's right here in Orlando. You know, Florida man strikes again. Do you have a ladder I can use? Ring camera captures Amazon driver's crazy delivery. This is from an actual Amazon employee or a DSP, one of those, not an Amazon flex driver, but it's still pretty funny. Um, so it was a uh, a TikTok video again that went viral again. So th- it's pretty short. I'm going to play this real quick. This sounds crazy, but I accidentally threw a package on your roof. Do you have a ladder I can use? Poor guy, don't worry about it. Seriously, it's okay. This made our day. TikTok helped me find him so we can let him know we got the package down. <laughs> so is that just, your first time seeing that yeah uh it's just one of those days man. It just we all have them just one of those days where just the most silliest random thing would just happen um what would you do in that situation so you're doing amazon flex or something and a package flies on the roof i mean that, i would just i'll just send a message hey listen this is what happened bro, and <laughs> move about my day but what would you do in that situation well, I probably since they had a ring camera, ring doorbell camera, I probably would have rang the doorbell, and I would have just, I'm, which I'm surprised he didn't do because this is from a ring doorbell or one of those you know smart doorbells I see all the time now. Yeah. Um, I would, yeah, I would have rang the doorbell and I would have just like, said, "Hey, I was trying to swat a fly or bee or whatever it was, and I accidentally threw a package on your roof." Yeah. Um, I you know I would I would have been honest. Otherwise, um. I mean, you can message the customer through the Amazon Flex app, or I mean, because it would have to be on that app. It's not like you're throwing. Well, I mean, that, I was gonna. That would be funny if you were doing a DoorDash, and you threw somebody's <laughs> Chipotle on the roof. You know, that's a mighty swing. <laughs> I'd be like, they don't have something in this in the training manual uh, for those. Uh, uh, you know, the uh, the call center people. Like, you know, it's that, that they did not get. Uh, training on that on no. that situation but yeah that, that's pretty funny i mean i'm not sure it's i mean it's not the world's funniest viral video or anything but i mean it's uh, it's something i've never seen before so yeah it, it, it just had one of those things he probably panicked he probably didn't realize there's a ring doorbell right there mm-hmm. but yeah he, he, he'll be fine all right steve said he has to leave he's interviewing vina dubal on his podcast so check that out Vina Duval is one of the authors of AB5. So, Michael Kearney, this is a new Carney, toss a pizza like Breaking Bad. I, yeah, I never actually saw that show. So, John said, How do you do something like that accidentally? Well, he was swatting a, a bee or something and it just slipped out of his fingers and went on the roof. So, 
All right, we got our first ad break 40 minutes into the show. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, so this is again for a driver's utility helper. If you're a DoorDash driver and using Android, cannot recommend this ad, this app enough. Are you a DoorDash delivery driver? Would you like to be safer and less stressed while driving and earn more at the same time? The driver's utility helper app allows you to do just that. Create custom filters and its automated system does the work for you automatically declining unwanted low-paying requests and accepting more profitable requests so you can focus on driving. Visit acceptordecline.com to get started today. All right, we are back. Let's let's move on. I thought this was going to be a short show, but we're 40 minutes in. We have, we're just now taking our first commercial break. All right, so moving on. This is from Yahoo. Amazon adds delivery fee to Whole Foods orders to combat rising prices. Does the cost compare to shipped and Instacart? This is timely considering the last one we just did. So Whole Foods Market online shoppers about to lose their biggest perk from their Amazon Prime membership. Free two-hour delivery on orders of at least $35. The company notified U.S. customers in an email on Friday as well as an online FAQ saying is going to start charging $9.95 per grocery delivery on top of the $119 annual Prime subscription starting October 25th. And, I mean, that's pretty much the news, but the only... So it says shipped uh, charges an annual $99 fee. I believe Instacart is... I believe Instacart and DoorDash are all $99 a year, and Walmart Plus, too. But you have to order at least $35. So, uh, getting my mouse over here. You know, as an Amazon Flex driver, I'm a little worried about this because, you know, I think the Whole Foods deliveries, which I love doing, which if you if you follow me on Instagram, I did one the other day. I had nine stops on one route. I mean, they were all like two, three bags each person. It was total like 35 bags, I think. Um, and I made $83 in two hours. So that's like well over $40 an hour. I think it's like $41.50 or something like that. Um, but, uh, you know, and that's with tips. So I'm worried that either people, these Whole Food customers are just, when, once they see, oh, shit, I got to pay a $10 delivery fee now, like they're not going to do it or they're going to do it, but they're like, all right, well, I ain't tipping the driver then. You are correct. I think exactly <laughs> That is exactly what's going to happen, unfortunately. People are looking to save money right now. A lot, there's a lot of uncertainty in terms of what's going on, and people are worried about you know where every dollar is going to. So it may be an issue unless there's – I know the Whole Food Market customers, I know they're like a special a group of people who kind of just – that's their allegiance. Like that's their grocery store, kind of like Trader Joe's people. I don't know if you have Trader Joe's, but, you know, like – those kind of stores are kind of like an identity, so they may just continue, but the tips may be garbage, though. So um, things are getting more expensive. I mean, that's just the way it is. Side Gig Life says, I used to order Whole Foods once in a while with Prime, but I don't think I will anymore. Well, you got until October 25th, so something I've wanted to do is, uh, in which I need to do, and now I have a great incentive to do it, is because uh, I've like I've been doing Whole Foods deliveries on on the driver end for two, almost three years now. Yeah. Oh, about two years. 
I've never ordered it as a customer because I don't see what the customers see. And I always say that for every app that you work for, you should use it at least once on the customer end to just see what they see. You know, because I, I, and it's funny, I actually rarely use Instacart. I do use DoorDash usually two, three times a month. And I've been using Uber Eats a lot more lately. Um, but I've never used Grubhub as a customer. Never used Skipcart. Um, I've never used TaskRabbit. Uh, let me. Can't, I worked with so many damn apps. I can't remember. <laughs> Bite Squad. I've never used Corner Shop. I've never used Curry. Obviously, I've never used Deliver That. Never used Point Pickup. Never used Roadie. Um, and I haven't. I haven't used Uber or Lyft as a rider. Probably like two years. Yeah, I mean it's good. It's good to you to have. You know, they like say you want to look at the front and back end, but. Um, it may be an issue, but every everything is getting more expensive. So it really depends on yeah. do you, if if someone loves the service that they're getting, they love the products from Whole Food Market. They may just just continue on anyway because everything is ninety nine dollars. Uh, like I said, shipped. Instacart is ninety nine dollars. Uh, so everything is on the same level in terms of uh, money. So it really depends on do you like the service enough to continue doing it. You know what? I don't mind. I'd rather pay $99 for one year than to see that $10 delivery fee, even if you only use it a few times a year, you know? It's like, remember how Amazon used to be way, like, when Prime was first rolled out? Like, uh, there's a Weird Al song where, like, because before Amazon Prime, you would have, like, if you spent a certain amount, you would get free shipping. But then they just came up with Amazon Prime, where it's like you pay, like, 100 bucks a year and you always get free shipping. It's usually two days or less. Um, look at that Weird Al song. It's called um, First World Problems." He's like, "I had to buy something I didn't want on Amazon just to get free shipping." You know, that's how that's how it is. But uh, anyway, let's move on. Uh, th- this story is kind of fun. This is from TechSpot.com. Microsoft, Uber, and Ubisoft are some of the world's most hated brands, as rated by Angry Tweet. And uh, there's a, a graph here, and so they break it down between. Global, like any company, like global gaming, fast food, big tech. So, uh, and then they have it by, I mean, you can sort it by alphabetical or brand or however you want to do it. But a lot of people do not like Microsoft and Uber. So let's go down. They have a graph here. If it'll load, I know this is uh, from, um, Uh, I know it's a, why don't this load? There we go. All right, so this is the most hated brands in the U.S. So Uber is number one at 48.35%. Number two is Lego. I don't know why people hate Lego. I guess from stepping on those things. <laughs> too ex- I don't know, too expensive. They're very expensive. I mean, I don't know. That's, I don't know if they hate it. That's, I love Legos, but they're very expensive for plastic pieces of plastic. But yeah. I don't know. Sony's number three, then Microsoft, Netflix, Red Bull, Nestle, ESPN, Toyota, and the list goes on. So, so any uh, successful company, you have a lot of people who don't like it, but you have yeah. more people who like it. So, yeah, I don't think I. I mean, the only like, I don't really waste a lot of my time like hating on corporations, other than like big tech censorship. Mm-hmm. You know, like I definitely do not like Google. 
at, like from an ethics point of view, but I mean, I like the product YouTube and, you know, I don't use Google search engine. I use DuckDuckGo. Um, There's a really weird one right here. I don't know if you see it on your page on TechSpot. Um, they, you go, you click the global part um, mm-hmm. of the of the graph, and Zimbabwe hates P- Pepsi. Yeah, uh, 100%. Pepsi. I, I don't What's know going? Why. Like, why they hate Pepsi? What's going on over there? I'm very interested. <laughs> like, like they all hate Pepsi. <laughs> Barbados hates KFC. How can anybody hate KFC? It don't this taste is... the same. It. Do, I don't know how I knew, well, I knew that because I my, I'm half Bayesian. It don't taste the same. I don't know if that's the reason. But when you go to other parts of the world and try to get fast food, it don't taste the same as in America for mm. obvious reasons. China doesn't like Porsche. <laughs> what, what, they don't like the freedom? Uh, what, like, I don't know. Uh, Colombia doesn't like BMW. <laughs> Germany doesn't like Amazon. Hong Kong doesn't like Facebook. Yeah, well, it's funny like to kind of separate the product from the practices of the company. You know, yeah, it's kind of like you can make like an awesome product with the people that run it. Like you just like, oh, you guys that shut up, you know, so I want to hear your virtue signaling and all that, you know. <laughs> but if you look at the main, the major companies, you kind of see why they're hated, like why people because there's legitimate gripes with mm. uh, Uber and Microsoft, how buggy their stuff is. Um, Uber, Ubersoft. They just release a lot of games with tons of bugs in them. I mean, that's just yeah. they, they 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 just produce too much and you know fix all of the back end stuff. So you can tell why people have problems with these companies. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. So this is another local story from here in Orlando, and this is kind of a uh, repeat of last week. She gets bit. Ba- she gets back in and drives off. Man says he has video of DoorDash drivers and run crash. It's not so much a crash. It's just a bump. I'll play the. The video. Man has video of the moment a DoorDash driver crashed into his daughter's parked car, then just took off. He contacted Action 9 after the food delivery company refused to help. Consumer investigator Todd Ulrich got results and looks into who's responsible when these so-called gig workers cause an accident. And we'll see her back out of the driveway. Andy Yoder is showing us video caught on a home security camera the moment a driver backed into his daughter's car. You can see the parked car shake from the impact. The driver gets out and even looks at the damage. Then she gets back in and drives off. The driver had just made a food delivery for DoorDash. Andy says the accident caused this dent. And every time he tries to open the door... He contacted DoorDash, but according to Andy, the company said it's not responsible and couldn't give him the driver's information. That's why he filed this small claims lawsuit against DoorDash, seeking $2,200 in damages. We had it on video, so I thought this would be pretty, um, you know, slam dunk case that they would just own up and pay up and fix the vehicle. For the most part, gig workers like DoorDash drivers are independent contractors. So if there's an accident, trying to determine who pays for the damages can get messy. In Andy's case, DoorDash said that since the food was no longer in the vehicle, their insurance would not cover it. It can end up being pretty complicated. Attorney Brent Steinberg with the Florida Justice Association. He says insurance companies might deny accident claims if the delivery driver doesn't have business use coverage on their policy. It's very important that any of these gig workers 
make sure that the, the proper, proper insurance is in place because your personal auto coverage very well might deny coverage. We contacted DoorDash about Andy's hit and run complaint. The company told us it has now helped him file a claim with its insurance provider and it's working to resolve the situation. At this point, I'd love to get the vehicle fixed, yes. But at the same time, I'm sure I'm not the only one out there that this is happening to. After we talked to Andy, DoorDash finally got back to him with the driver's information. He's hoping that makes it easier to plead his case. Todd Ulrich, Channel 9, Eyewitness News. All right, so this is something I will continue to harp on <clears throat> until you guys heed my message, is that you need commercial auto insurance or some kind of addendum or rider or whatever you call it. You can't just use your personal vehicle policy. And like this particular incident, DoorDash was absolutely right. Like Once you hit delivery complete, you are no under no longer under DoorDash's insurance. You're under your insurance, because uh, then, like, she backs. First of all, that was just insert woman driver joke here. You know, uh, <laughs> I'm not I'm not going with you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, that but we we talked about this last week when when Tanner was on the show. You know, you need you need some kind of commercial insurance. Um, so make sure you have it because you're not always covered and even when you are like i know uber and lyft they have um like you get into an accident while you have a rider in the car you still have like a i think it's like a five thousand dollar deductible so i mean you have to like basically total your car to like for that deductible to even you know because like i got into a fender bender a few months ago and like the whole cost was only like three thousand thirty five hundred so if i if i had been doing uber at the time or lift like that would have been all out of pocket because the deductible was more than what the actual cost was. So, well, yes, I think we definitely should have more awareness on um, having a different type of insurance. I think most of us do not want to pay more money for ins- for insurance, especially if you're in a really terrible area where cars just like to crash into each other. Um, it's it is weird when. It takes it takes you know public kind of stories like this for DoorDash to be like oh yeah we're going to work like how about you just try to make it right like you see the situation yes the person put delivery complete but a lot of these small little stories just erode like a lot of the image of these companies like these small little things that I mean yes I understand that you think you may not necessarily think you're responsible obviously but. Um, I don't know how she just ran into that car though. Like, how, like what was yeah, she thinking? She, and she got out and looked at it and was just like, eh, it's not that bad." <laughs> yeah, and it's like you don't write a note. And and nothing too, guys. There's cameras everywhere. Just think, yeah. anything you do, someone is watching because Ring is very inexpensive. You have all these. I have cameras around my stuff. Like we all have cameras. You have desk. You know, cameras in our car to run all the time. But basically, when you hit something the camera turns on i mean like or records you gotta you gotta be more careful but yeah definitely if you can't drive you should get commercial insurance even in to- but you want to get commercial insurance yeah gary Milton said i don't have a commercial policy but i do have the endorsement that my insurance provides for an extra nine dollars a month that's what i'm talking about i mean it doesn't have to be like commercial insurance is like if you have like a a fleet of like 
vehicles, like vans or trucks or something, like for like, like if you have like a plumbing company or a construction or something like that. Um, but yeah, like a, uh, endorsement or whatever is like, Hey, I do ride share. I'm going to need this coverage or I do, even if you just do DoorDash or Instacart, something like that. So, all right, we got one last commercial break and, uh, we'll be right back. This is for Mike Delivers Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Mike Biseglia from the Mike Delivers Podcast. Check me out on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm an Uber Eats delivery driver, and what I do is I talk about my stories from the road, picking up food, dropping it off, guys coming out in their underwear, people coming out in their shower robe. If you're a gig economy driver, you know what it's been like. You know the deal. You know how it is out there on the road. So I love to give my stories and my perspective. Check it on out. It's the Mike Delivers Podcast. Get it wherever pods are found. Yep. And this is, this is Mike's uh, website. So just to kind of give you an idea, it's a, it's a very, uh, levity show, I guess, you know, it's not, it's not as intense as our show, like the TV delivery or is it a taco or a sandwich? The friendlies lobster roll, Wendy's spicy chicken, boba tea, uh, is Arby's underrated. And, uh, it goes on. He's up to 222 episodes in like a year and a half. So yeah, check out Mike's delivers. It's, it's a fun, fun show. And speaking of which, our, our last couple of stories are, are fun stories here. From This is from Canada, or Canada. Uh, family of raccoons caught nabbing Toronto residents' food delivery in hilarious video. Uh, I will play this. It's only like 20 seconds or so. Whoops. All right, so this was, um, it says, the footage shared to YouTube and then Reddit this weekend, bystanders walking past a house in the lower blah, blah, blah. Witness managed to film a phenomenon very evocative of a lovely trash panda-filled metropolis of group of raccoons, the city's unofficial mascot, mowing down someone's uh, meal that they had yet to retrieve from their porch after it was delivered. Three raccoons fought a contactless delivery of DoorDash food before the people who ordered it. The filmer wrote along with Convertly shot minute and a half long video. They seem to have enjoyed the nice hot meal. Uh, said we were trying to keep them off the food at first, but after about 10 minutes of trying to keep them away from the porch and losing the battle, we figured the people who placed the order had fallen asleep. The poster who goes by DJ DTM told blog to. So then they, it said, I set my camera on the fence and just watched the action unfold. So, uh, yeah. Uh, cute, cute little video. And it was funny. This was timely because I was, I was walking yesterday and like where I live, there's like a lot of woods and I was just walking and I saw like a raccoon and then like maybe 20 yards away. And like, there's kind of like a ditch on the side of the road, like a culvert, whatever they call it. And he just pops his head up and he's like, he's like mean mugging me, just like staring me, just staring at me. And like, I'm like, and I have my phone in my pa- my pocket, so I'm like, oh, I'm gonna take a picture of this. So I pull my phone out, and he's gone. And then I see him scurry off into the woods. And then like he turns around, and looks at me again. I'm trying to get closer because I want to take a picture, but he keeps running away before I can take his picture. I was like, huh. raccoons, raccoons and foxes are like these cute, weird cat, rodent, dog hybrids. You know? 
That's a perfect way of uh, saying I, raccoons weird me out. I like cats. I like dogs. I do not like raccoons. I, I, they're too big. They're just too big. And then they got the, the fingers and stuff. Like I, If I see one, I've had seen them driving around. Even in, it's funny, in Brooklyn, you'll see like, and they're huge. And I just, I keep my, I do my social distancing, keep myself away from the raccoons because I've seen some mm-hmm. aggressive raccoon videos. And yeah, I don't know. I want to be a part of that. You can also you can raise raccoons domestically and raise them like cats or dogs, apparently. Interesting. So, all right, last story of the night. It's all about food. This it, technically this really doesn't have anything to do with gay economy, but um, is this from LifeHacker.com? Where to get free tacos for National Taco Day? If there's anything better than tacos? It's free tacos. So is there anything not to love about taco? The protein, the shredded cheese, the guacamole and sour cream, the choice of shell. It's no wonder Americans ate more than 4.5 billion tacos last year. We need even more of an excuse to consume copious amount of tacos. Let it be the celebration of National Taco Day coming up on Monday, October 4th. That's tomorrow or today if you're listening to this on the auto podcast. Uh, <laughs> so they kind of give a, a list of uh, main chain restaurant, uh, restaurants. Taco Bell, the largest Tex-Mex chain. First of all, is Taco Bell Tex-Mex? I thought they were just American-Mexican. Uh, they're giving out 10,000 free tacos while supplies last. You can also use their new taco gifter to gift a taco to a friend, a $2 e-card uh, via the website or app. Get a free Doritos Locos taco for signing up for the loyalty program. We've also heard that anyone who places a minimum order of $15 on Grubhub can get $5 off. We haven't confirmed this. Uh, and then Chipotle, the second largest Mexican chain restaurants, uh, celebrated National Burrito Day in April, but so far has been silent about National Taco Day. Boo, Chipotle. Qdoba isn't giving out free tacos, but they are giving out chances to earn future free tacos. Rewards members will receive double points for any purchase they make on October 4th. And they say Fuzzy's Taco Shop, which I've never heard of, On the Border, I've never heard of, Del Taco, I think they're West Coast. Isn't just a day for Dell, yeah. Rewards. It's basically, it's basically all these companies are doing either you know one free taco or extra points for rewards members and stuff. Taco John's, Taco Cabana, Seven Eleven. Uh, world's largest convenience retailer is offering its seven rewards loyalty members ten mini tacos for a dollar. Use the Seven Now app to purchase one order of mini tacos for delivery and get a second order free. All right. Well, all this talk about tacos is like making me hungry. And as we've been doing for the last month or so, is whenever we end the show on the food, we try to do list our top five favorite foods related to whatever we were just talking about. So um, I came up with uh, my top five favorite um, top Mexican foods, but I also like made them like a uh, like a specialty type thing to it. So. Um, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? Well, so you, know, you have a very in-depth list, so let me okay. let me let me go in real fast. But first, mm-hmm. um, like I told it's you the other day, <laughs> it's, just, it's just five things. Just five things. Um, I told you before about Taco Bell having that monthly subscription. Like I, I may be interested, but because I, as much as ta- yes, is Taco Bell real? No, no, it's fast food. It's not good for you. It's really bad. But I, I enjoy I enjoy uh you know a nice uh trip to Taco Bell not for delivery though for to eat as my, my, my cuss myself so I'm in you know I, I'm in Brooklyn it's a lot of restaurants a lot of mom and pop I feel like the most hole in the wall place has like the best food 
Usually it is, and it's not expensive. Yeah. It's pretty cheap. So let me go for my top five. I just, uh, can you see this? I just Googled uh, Taco Bell subscription. This is from CNBC.com. Taco yeah. Bell test 30-day taco subscription to drive more frequent visits. And this is uh, about a month ago, September 13th. So, yeah, you were right. That's It wasn't just a... I think but, it's a smart move. Like you pay, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna walk in to get your free taco, but you're going mm-hmm. to buy more tacos. Like, of course you're gonna. Who walks in there for one taco? So like, you uh, you get in with this your subscription, you walk in, and then eventually you're gonna walk out there with a taco, a quesadilla. You know what I mean? I think it's a good move. Um, yeah. All right. So t- it can be. I was gonna say top five favorite taco chains or taco restaurants. When I was like, let's just do our top five favorite Mexican foods. Yes, yes. Is that what you did? Yes. So my my number five, I don't know what you call this. It's the Mexican corn with like the chili and the uh, mayonnaise. And I I forgot what you call it. Mayonnaise? Um, Yeah. Look it up. Um, It's, I forgot the name of it. Maybe someone else in the comments may know. It's it's like grilled, but it got, yeah, it's corn on the cob. Uh, You you can put chili, uh, mayonnaise, and cheese on it. Like a corn husk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, really good. Um, I don't know the name. I usually just point. I go into a restaurant, just point at it, and it, I just get it because I love corn in general. Uh, so that's like not my fifth. Uh, number four. I'm. I was trying to think about this. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with enchiladas. It's a mm. you know especially beef enchiladas. It's a big sloppy mess of deliciousness. I love it. They got all the things I kind of want. And I just and, googled you know. what you're talking about. It's uh, yeah. corn husk tamales. Oh, okay. Uh, I think I think so. I think so. Yeah. Um, but enchiladas number four. I, I, I'm a big fan of those. Number three, you're gonna be surprised. Oh, so, oh, street corn. Yeah, just street corn. That, that's that's the name of it. Thank you, Tanya. Um, tacos is number three. I love tacos, but the the two other things that I have, I eat more than that. Like, but I love I love a taco. I can have a taco anytime. I love Taco Bell tacos. I know they're not the best. But just going, like I said, going to you know on the street, people on cooking inside, especially in different Hispanic communities, delicious, delicious food. Um, but yeah, tacos number three, number two, quesadillas. Now, is that Tex-Mex? Is that Mexican? I don't know. I eat it. I love it. It doesn't matter where I'm at. I would go into a terrible chain restaurant, ask for a quesadilla, <laughs> shrimp, Tex, uh, shrimp, chicken, especially chicken. Quesadillas is, is uh, the best. And number one, and I, I think I eat this at least once or twice a week. I'm going to get, I need to lose some weight. Burritos. Um, it really doesn't matter what flavor. I love uh, the, uh, pulled pork, uh, you know, the, um, al pastor, uh, steak. Um, it doesn't matter what you put in shrimp, um, goat meat. I don't know if you're even interested in that, but it's the best. It's just in a rabbit. It is a big meal and a football or rugby size ball, and you just jam it into your face. It's amazing. Um, I know it's not healthy for me at all, but damn it, I love burritos. I just love them. The bigger, the better. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because uh, yeah, our lists were pretty much the same. I just kind of added a little cat when I was putting my mind together. I added like a slightly nostalgic or personal um, note on each one. Uh, I was trying to, so no particular order. Hmm. Um, all right. So, all right. Well, all right. All right. So counting down number five would be churros, which 
I think yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah, 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 yeah. Big fan of turtles. Kind of, yeah, they're good. Yeah. It's funny. I was just watching Impractical Jokers last night, and there's this one where they were actually at Universal's in Orlando, and they were doing the the Transformers the ride, and like they're the person that lets people in and, and closes the the gate or whatever, and they give Murray like this huge sack of like twenty churros. And he has this. They say, "Don't eat it. Just lick the sugar off all of them." Oh, <laughs> and he's like, "I love churros, but now I can't eat them anymore." So he's just licking the sugar off all of them. Mm. Um, yeah, so churros, but specifically, is when I used to work at Publix in on the uh, the distribution center out in Lakeland, we would have Mexican food uh, once a, once a month, and they would have churros there, and they were really really good. Uh, yeah, so like that's my nostalgic thing on churros number four i'll go with crunchy specifically crunchy tacos and homemade because i remember like as a kid you know my parents would get the old el paso or ortega or whatever whatever you buy in the supermarket and i remember my dad um you know like i remember he'd always like put them in like the the bottom underneath the stove and i always remember like the that the like the grease in the ground beef would make the the taco shell like almost transparent, you know, mm-hmm. and and like you would, and it would make it so they wouldn't, so that like it, it got soft, so like you could bite into it. Which actually, I think, is the the design of the the taco shell is that when it gets soggy like that, is that it doesn't crumble into a thousand pieces. So like you bite right. it, and it's supposed to bite clean off. I remember loving tacos as a kid, and so I remember whenever I I don't know how you are when you were a kid. Like I had no idea what was going on in my house until like my dad's like. All right, dinner, and I'm like, "What are we having?" He's like, "Tacos." I'm like, "Yes, I love tacos." <laughs> so yeah, crunchy tacos. I for whatever reason, I never really got on board with crunchy tacos at Taco Bell or or Chipotle or any of those. So yeah, I like um, soft tacos and ta- Taco Bell for some. Reason. Uh, yeah, I, I I do love soft. I like soft tacos too, but I really miss those crunchy, um, crunchy tacos from when I was a kid. Um, all right, so number three, I'm gonna go with quesadilla. Mm-hmm. There's tons of them. I like the one at um, Taco Bell, but I like the ones at uh, Wawa, which I don't. You don't have Wawa in New York. Um, I've like been to them, but yeah, not in New York. I think in yeah, PA, like, I was over there. Yeah. Wawa is at, like the Uber driver's break room, or like any gig worker's break room here. I mean, they're from they they go from Pennsylvania down to Florida. They just mm. I don't know why they never made it up to New York, but yeah, they have some really awesome quesadillas. Like you, and like you can build your own or. Or tell them what you want. Hmm. Uh, number two, I'm going to go with enchilada. But like something from like a sit-down Mexican restaurant. Anytime I go to like a, not like, not a Chipotle, not Qdoba, not Taco Bell, like an actual Mexican restaurant, I almost always order enchiladas. They're so good. And I remember like, the, I think the best thing Taco Bell ever had is they had an enchilada burrito. And I remember they did it. Mm. I have very specific memories of this for some reason. The Super Bowl, it was the Patriots versus the Eagles, and this had to be like 2003, I think, very early 2000s. I remember I was in the Navy, and I remember like we were me and my roommate at the time. We were having a bunch of people over watch the Super Bowl. I remember going to Taco Bell with my girlfriend at the time, and just loving that. And they, I don't think they've made it since, but uh, I, maybe I could Google it. And uh, my number one would be burrito, 
And especially, let me show you something again, nostalgic. This is from back home from upstate New York. There's a, a, a small chain called Bombers Burritos Bar. And I was hoping they would have pictures of it. Oh, yeah, you can sort of see it here. Mm-hmm. Um, just a big, huge, fat burrito. And it, like every, when, when I was trying to lose weight, or when I did lose weight, I should say, um, I should find that picture. But so when, you know, you know, like how everybody resolves to lose weight on January 1st. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I remember I have, again, I have very specific memories of this. I met, I went on a date like around Christmas of 2011 and I was probably about 220. I'm like, I'm like about 180 right now. So imagine me about 40 pounds fatter. <laughs> and, you know, I met this girl on Tinder, one of those, whatever. And I was using old pictures of me where I was thin and then I saw, we finally met in person and I saw the face when I walked in and she, she did like her face dropped. Oh, like, no. oh, I was so no. much fatter than I was. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to start working out. And then, so on January, January 1st, 2012, I started working out and dieting and exercising. And I've been doing that ever since. And I remember this is when I worked for GE in Schenectady. And so like once I had lost a lot of weight and there were certain days like where, when I started running, which actually I started picking up again this week, I would run like, you know, six, seven, eight miles. And I had already burnt by the time I had come into the office, I already done 10, 12,000 steps, you know, and I'm like, I'm just starving. It's only 10 o'clock. And I'd be like, you know, I think I earned a burrito today. And I remember like I was in walking distance of bombers burritos and I would get a pulled pork burrito and chips and salsa and still be hungry afterwards. So (laughs) (laughs) it's a full, it's a full meal, man. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I mean, I will say, I don't think I've ever had a Mexican dish that I didn't like. So whatever you, you Mexican Mexican guys are doing. Yeah. yeah, There's one of the nice things about Florida is that there's, uh, like food trucks, taco trucks, whatever, like all over the place. And sometimes, sometimes that's where you get like the best food. Like, if you see a Mexican food truck next to a gas station, as nasty as that sounds, you're probably going to get some actually pretty good food that way. Definitely. John said, come to LA. I'll show you some real Mexican food. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> All right. So uh, any, uh, what do you got lined up for this week? Um, I know next Wednesday, me and Pedro will be talking about something or another, probably DoorDash related. Uh, and I'm probably going to be trying to make some more videos, but yeah, definitely Wednesday. Me and Pedro will be chatting it up. Nope. Not at your, not (laughs) after you. Cause I think you are, you're at eight to nine. I think I'll probably be at like 10 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I was going to say, so my, on Wednesday show, I am interviewing the cheapster. You might've seen him. Uh, he's done some pretty funny videos. Uh, that's this coming Wednesday, and then next Wednesday, the thirteenth, I'll be uh, interviewing Instacart Bulldog. He's out of Pensacola, Florida. The cool. Chiefster, he's out of Greenville, South Carolina. And uh, I, I'm trying to interview a CEO of one of the apps that I work for. That might be a bonus episode, so I'm not sure uh, how that's going to work. We'll see. Um, but otherwise. Uh, like I, like I was saying, in case you missed it at the beginning of the show, I'm um, what was originally supposed to be a one week experiment with Instacart. I'm turning into a month long experiment. So I'm I feel like I'm nine to fiver again. I set my alarm for six a.m. I'm getting up at six a.m. every day, and I'm working out. And then I'm usually it's funny because like I get up at six and I still don't get out the door till like almost nine because uh, 
Aldi opens at nine, so like around eight fifty, eight fifty-five, like all the good Aldi batches start rolling in. So it's like you, you either have to be out the door at seven or nine because all the stores like Publix, um, Publix opens at seven, but then Aldi, BJ, Sam's Club, they all open at nine. I don't think any stores open at eight, or if they do, they're all really far away. So, um, yeah, and then it's also like I don't really. I, I don't mind working until six. I don't usually eat dinner until six. And if I come home, it's, it's funny. Like there's certain days where like I started at seven or eight and like, I'll be exhausted by five and I come home and I'm just like, well, it's not dinner time yet. What am I supposed to do? I got an hour to kill. You know, yeah. I just like, I just kind of like miss that nine to five routine of just coming home from work and just going straight to dinner, you know? Nice. Nice. Well, yeah, I'm looking forward to more Instacart, uh, event adventures. Cause it seems like Instacart is on the news, especially, uh, what's going to happen? I guess next week, Saturday. So I'm assuming no, it's, not, it's a it's not till the 16th. So that's uh two weeks from now. Yeah. I well, see. not this coming Saturday, which which is the ninth. It's the yeah the next one after that. Gotcha. Yeah. Which actually, I I mean it's on Saturday, and I wasn't planning on working that day anyway. I might just take one batch that day just to to spite. Oh yeah, yeah, man. If you, if you want, yeah, if you want to, yeah, if you want to, uh, wait, is that you call a scab? Someone that uh, decides to work during a strike, a scabber. Yeah. I forgot. Well, sca- it, I guess a scab would be somebody that they hire to do the job of a striking laborer. Uh, okay. I, I guess it would be a picket crosser, but yeah, um, yeah. So sorry, we had so many uh, internet issues at the beginning. If you're watching this on a replay, I'll try to cut those out. With YouTube editor, but um, I'll be curious to see if if you were talking after I yeah see if you actually kicked a, off. A, able yeah, to yeah, get up. that yeah 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 all right I mean, we still we only had a handful of stories this week we still managed to kill like eighty minutes so <laughs> we, we're getting there all right oh we got we got our new outro so I will have to play that so all right so thanks everybody for watching and stick around for our new closing segment see ya. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Chad will be back in a few days interviewing a fellow gig worker, content creator, or an industry insider to discuss the world of the gig economy. Until then, keep hustling.